Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Weirdo Magnet. This is Kelly and um, Scout. Scout, you might hear breathing in the background, but for today's episode, that's gonna actually be kind of effective, which you'll see why in just a minute. Um, so pour yourself a drink and let's hear um, a new story of mine called, actually it's not a new story, but it's a new to you story called Pure Romance. So sit back and enjoy. Pure Romance. A few years ago, Rachel called and asked me to attend a birthday party for a friend of hers and she didn't want to go alone. She said it would only be a few hours and there was just one catch. It was going to be a sex toy party. <laughs> well, you know, this was a well-known company and I thought, what could it hurt? So I agreed to go. Clearly, I need to have um, more going on in my life, but, you know, when in Rome... So when we arrived at her friend's house, we were greeted by a dozen or so ladies already giggly from a few glasses of wine. Sensing safety in numbers, we took a seat across from the giggly ladies and far away from the stripper pole. Yeah, I said stripper pole. It was in the middle of the living room. So I can be a bit shy when I first meet people and I wanted to sit quietly in the room before I started talking to anyone. So I glanced over at the giant TV screen as a distraction. That was a mistake. On the screen was a very graphic porno and very close up. And all I'm going to say about that is that I've never seen so much sperm in my life. The women in the video loved every second of it. Me, not so much. I'm not a prude, but this was a little too in your face, so to speak. The other women were all friends, and since TV was out, I turned to find a very young-looking girl who was wearing beige khaki pleated pants and a pink sweater with hearts on it. I shit you not. Her hair was long and straight and held back with a simple barrette. She wore no makeup and her shoes were loafers. I had pegged her for a Sunday school teacher or a librarian. But when I struck up a conversation to ask her how she knew the hostess, she informed me that she was actually the sex toy consultant that we'd be getting acquainted with after the stripper demonstration. Um, so now it was decided that I should grab a drink. It was a good time for that. While I sipped my cocktail, the stripper did a demo for all of us in the living room. And as she swung around on her pole, she pushed the merits of aerobic exercise that the stripper pole offered. She suggested classes if any of us were inclined to visit her at the studio where she taught naughty housewives. As she was climbing all over the pole like Spider-Man, I noticed a pile of shoes at the base of her pole, and I started to sweat. When she was finished, she gestured to the used stripper shoes at her feet, saying helpfully that if anyone wanted to try pole dancing, they could borrow a pair of the shoes. Used stripper shoes? Fuck no. I am barely comfortable with bowling shoes, but at least you get a little protection from catching a foot fungus because you're wearing socks. At this point, though, several of the ladies were drunk enough that their filters and pants were coming off, and they jumped happily into the clear-heeled, sky-high pair of stilettos and gave the pole a whirl, so to speak. After the drunken side of the room had exhausted their guests willing to gyrate in front of strangers, the hostess feasted her eyes in my direction. Kelly, why don't you give it a try? No, I'm good. Thanks. Hostess, oh, come on, it's fun. It's just us girls. Me, really, no, not going to happen. 
As one may realize after reading a few of my stories, there are a few reasons why I said no. My poor balance, for one, my lack of coordination at times, and most importantly, I had no urge to hang out on a traveling stripper pole. And as a sometimes quiet person, people wrongly assume that also means I'm a pushover and that I'll go along with whatever you say. Uh, this cannot be more wrong, and I use occasions like this to assert myself. The look in my eye convinced the hostess that I really wasn't going to do it, and she moved away from me. I sat in my chair eating my boob-shaped cupcake, desperately wanting to go home, but the main attraction hadn't even started yet. Finally, it was time for their pure romance part of the evening. Little Miss Holly Hobby got up and started her seminar, for lack of a better word. She first started with some games to help break the ice. My ice had been stabbed repeatedly with a 30-foot porno running right next to my head, but I had to let her do her job. She was the pro here, not me. She gave us all sheets of paper and pencils with penis-shaped erasers, which we were told we'd be allowed to take home. Holly Hobby would ask a sex question, and we'd have to write down our answers. Whoever gave the best response won some other party favor. Then we played a sexy version of musical chairs. Holly Hobby would call out a sex act, and if, you're if you've done it, you were supposed to get up and move over to the next chair. Now, I'm not sure if everyone was lying or I'm just really dull, but these were women at the party were jumping up, sitting on each other, and apparently doing all kinds of kinky, crazy shit in their bedrooms. I, on the other hand, am not a good liar. And since I hadn't dated a lot except a smattering of boyfriends, I barely moved the whole game. I became Switzerland of the sex toy party. The other reason I didn't get up much is because even if I ever, even if I had ever done those things, I don't know fornicated with a farm animal. I'm not admitting that in front of a room full of strangers. For the record, I have never done that, nor is it on my bucket list. If I ever marry, I'd like to keep private things private, but these drunkards couldn't stop chattering about their wild nights. After the stripper had packed up her bag of plastic shoes and feather bows, it was time for the main event which was public humiliation as far as I could tell. We all sat in a giant circle with Holly Hobby on one end. She would start by pulling out a sex toy and then would offer a brief description of its uses and price breakdown. The worst part was when she'd offer her personal anecdotes about which one her and her husband liked to use and why. As toy after toy was thrust at me, I thought, when in Rome, fondle the vibrators being handed to you. This went on for several hours. I wish I was joking. But these vibrators must have been made with some very special plastic because each one cost at least $50. The most insane one, in my opinion, was called the dolphin. Holly Hobby kept singing the praises of his upper dorsal fin, and, you, and he could be yours for a mere it looked as though the party was winding down to its sad conclusion. Holly Hobby would take each lady into the other room so the purchasee wouldn't be embarrassed. Seemed like worrying about the life jacket situation on the Titanic at that point, but whatever. I did order something, and this fact will be relevant later. I'm not being cagey when I say I don't remember what I ordered. All I know is I didn't buy one of the super oversex overpriced sex toys. Rachel was smart. She didn't order anything. I was told I'd get my stuff in a few weeks, and Holly Hobby would go ahead and mail it right to my house. As we got in the car, Rachel and I laughed, and she apologized profusely. 
I told her not to worry about it. How could she have known? We were both just thrilled to finally be leaving the sex den. Several weeks had gone by, as did the deadline, as to when I was supposed to have gotten my package from Holly Hobby. I called Rachel and asked her to call her friend to see if she could find out what the delay on my purchase was. Rachel called me the next day to let me know that Holly had gotten into a car accident and that's why we didn't have our stuff. It was to go out later in the week. Not in a rush, I wasn't concerned. But several more weeks had gone by and the second deadline had passed. I called Rachel for a second time and this time her friend decided to call the company Pure Romance Headquarters to find out where our stuff was. As it turns out, no one could find Holly Hobby. Apparently, she had only collected the money from her last three parties, ours included, but hadn't turned any orders in. When the company tried to contact her, her phone had been disconnected. She just took all the money and skipped town. No one knows for sure what happened to Holly and her gross husband, but I like to imagine them on the side of the road in Tennessee somewhere, selling an assortment of used dildos and sex toys out of the trunk of her late model Ford Taurus. Thanks for listening. This was um, my episode called Pure Romance. Please tune in next time for the next episode. I'm not sure yet um, what that's going to be. But to play us off, again, is my friend Jimmy Ohio with his original song, Get Free, which for this episode seemed pretty fitting. And um, have yourselves a great day. And if you ever get invited to a pure romance party, I suggest you give it a hard pass. Peace out till next time.